Welcome to the Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fings. All right, man. We're back. Episode 61. And let's get right into it. Uh, I'm going to start it off with something kind of funny that happened to me today. Uh, there was two different occasions. Um, one, I was at Boot Barn earlier. I don't know if how many people are familiar with Boot Barn. It's it's a boot store. It's kind of like tailored towards, I don't say it's tailored towards cowboys, but a lot of like cowboy people with big hats go there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's where you get like work boots. They got a lot of really nice work boots there. Yeah. So I go up in Boot Barn. I'm going looking for some boots. And uh, I've been there about 20 minutes at the time. I'm just looking through boots, looking through Did boots. somebody walk by and call you Lil, Lil Nas X? No, nah, that, <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> hey, Lil Nas X, can I have your autograph? No, nah, some, some old white dude walked by and it's like, riding in the tractor. <laughs> caused me to leave was the most unlikely thing i'm walking looking for these boots i find a pair that i really like but have you ever walked into a really bad fart oh my god Bruh. yeah this shit was so bad like people was gagging like oh <laughs> like everybody's like oh my god what is that and then uh i was just like nah and then i walked away for a little bit and it's like the, the it's like some people's farts are so bad that they linger yeah like this like <sighs> I don't even know how to describe it. Like if anxiety and depression had a smell, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be this fucking fart, man. And and I don't know who to blame it on. Like this, somebody has to take ownership for this fart because <laughs> this fart smell like it's got some some fucking story behind it. <laughs> it smell like he got some shit trapped in his colon from 1975. <laughs> Oh my god! And I just like I went over two other aisles, and the shit smell was going like. Imagine seeing like a couple of aisles that go right next to each other, mm-hmm. and the fart was on every aisle. Oh my gosh! This it was the most ridiculous shit ever. Yeah, and everybody was like, "Oh my god!" Oh my. <laughs> People were reacting to it. <laughs> <laughs> All I seen was some older elderly. It was an elderly. Uh, I don't want to blame him for it. I don't know if he did it, but it was an elderly white man with a really big hat. <laughs> and I was like, he looks like he's unfazed by it. Most even people that people that lay the fart, they don't really yeah. show too much emotion. He looked like he had a nasty diet too. Yeah, so. like he, yeah, like he His was flatulence sound smell crazy. Yeah, he had a big hat. The bigger the hat, the bigger the fart. <laughs> I was like, fuck, man. Yeah. Okay, that's one thing. Another thing that I seen totally random that was hilarious is there was an elderly uh elderly Mexican lady mm-hmm. and she was selling she was selling tamales. Now she did not it was obvious that she did not speak great English. So especially out here in, in California, like if you see somebody selling tamales and they may not speak great English, they'll be like, Tamales, like tamales. Mm-hmm. Like basically, do you want tamales? Yeah. But we could pick up the fucking sign. You know, we've been buying tamales for years. <laughs> so, anyways, it, she was trying to sell tamales to this old black dude. Yeah. Oh, my God. This shit was hilarious. <laughs> She's like, tamales. <laughs> and he was like, huh? He's like, tamales. He's like, you want me to do what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, dude. I was fucking dying. <laughs> He said, huh? You want me to do what? (laughs) 
And she's like, oh no, tamales. And she's like, and then and it got to the point she like gave us. She's like, no, no worry, no worry about it, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> I think those are both people that need to do a better job at, yeah. of learning to communicate. Right. <laughs> like nigga, learn a little bit of Spanish. <laughs> I think his issue was his comprehension in general. He's like, you want me to do what? <laughs> Tamales! You want me to do what? Oh, my God. Bruh. I wonder what was going through his head. I don't know. I don't know. But he, they were both old. I think that's what really made me laugh. And it's like, you made it all these years in life. And you, oh, my God. He's 60 years old, have no idea what a tamale is. <laughs> I don't think that. He probably just couldn't hear or I don't know if he could comprehend what was going on, but it's yeah. not hard. No, she did not speak great English, but tamales are very well known, especially in yeah. California. Yeah. So even if she had spoken English, I don't know how much he really would have been able to comprehend that whole conversation. Yeah, that's funny because... <laughs> Cause last weekend I I was uh the the reason we pushed the podcast uh we shot we recorded it earlier in the week cause was was cause I went to uh, shoot <clears throat> pictures and video for a wedding and then the people that were getting married was this this white guy from Indiana and this this uh, black lady from she's uh, Ghanaian so. Dang. It was just interesting, like try, like meeting, like the meetings of those families, and then um, like the the Africans have thick accents, so you know they're talking fast and they're talking, you know, with their thick accents, and then you have these like middle class white people from Indiana, and they're just like, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> it was just crazy to see, like you know, that is like almost polar opposite, you know? right? Yeah. And the customs are probably way different, yeah. Like, yeah, we are from Ghana, and what we want to do it in order, in order in order to honor our daughter, we have to slap you. <laughs> like, what you gotta do? What? Why'd you slap me, sir? I need to know why you slap me. Yeah, yeah, be crazy. Yeah, this is yeah. Usually, uh, yeah, people from Ghana. I don't know how thick the accent is. Well, it depends too, because sometimes there's people that live in Ghana or Nigeria or whatever that have no accents. Like they don't have any accent. Some I've never heard of that. Really? Mm-mm. I have. It's just like they live in the city and they speak a lot of English. They speak their native tongue. Like I got a buddy that speaks Spanish, but he speaks English with zero accent. Like none. that's just because they're they're good at pronunciation. Ah, uh, yeah. It's and I'm sure when they get around their family, they like the yeah. way they talk is totally different. True. Yeah. True. And and I'm sure there's some words that like trick the trip them up because they would say like i don't even i can't think of a word right now but i think my my name is one that throws people off like i noticed like a lot of my homies or like their mother mothers or aunts whatever mm-hmm. instead of calling me eddie they'll say eric eric yeah i get called eric a lot what the heck yeah it's usually like like an elderly latino Mm-hmm. Be like Eric instead of Eddie, they're like Eric. Like reading it on paper or just calling it's, Eric. I, I don't know. I really don't know what it is, but I, I just think it's 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 probably just not. I don't know if it's common. If it's not a common name, but it's mm-hmm. happened multiple times. But mm-hmm. I think it's it has to do more or less with 
how people speak their language and how they also speak English. Yeah. And that, that name probably comes out that way. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Same thing happened to my dad, too. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. This is one of those things. He's calling me Eric. Fuck it. My name's Eric Yeah. Now. People be calling. Some guy um, on, what day was it? On Friday called me Kevin. What? Like super casual. Like, what's up, Kevin? I was like, <laughs> I was like, what's up, bro? <laughs> I didn't want to make him feel awkward, so I was just like, all right, what's up, man? <laughs> it sucks, like, if somebody genuinely is trying to be nice, but they yeah. totally fuck your name up. Uh-huh. Hey, my nigga Charles, what's up? You're I'd like, be like, Charles. Hey, bro, my name is my name is Keith. Yeah. Now, only thing is, is if you call me Charles and I totally fuck up and do something just wrong mm-hmm. I'll be like My name's not Charles man It's Eddie Yeah And they'll be like But I told you to do this Like no You told Charles that You didn't tell <laughs> Yeah I'm chilling over here you I were, ain't even You really, you relied on Charles To get the job done And he failed Yeah exactly This is Eddie now bitch <laughs> <laughs> Yeah funny. man Yeah I, I, But back to the The boot barn man Um That was surreal man and I know people are probably like, it's just a fart, dude. Get over it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, everybody does it. But this shit here, this like this shit was so bad. Like the store, like the people that worked there couldn't even. <laughs> the last like three hours, everybody had walked off. <laughs> <laughs> and when I left, I was laughing. Uh, but what's funny too is a boot store on a Sunday. That shit was packed. Really? It was fucking packed. That's probably the day that, you know, they could, I guess, like, they could all get in there and do that, do their shopping. I don't, I know. don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know what you need from Boot Barn like that. That shit was packed. I was like, is it a party going on in there? <clears throat> well, there was a, the Menudo cook-off was today. Oh. Yeah, that, the, yeah. I don't know if that had anything to do with it. I think those two things don't have anything to do with each other, but. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, but some it, it rained, which was weird, so they had a Menudo cook-off and then. The rain kind of, you know, I don't know how that worked. Mm-hmm. It must have been some watery ass menudo. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this shit ain't gonna work, man. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, switching gears to something that's an unfortunate topic. I don't know if anyone has seen that show, The Shy. Mm-hmm. It's a great show, and oh, but the- before you get in there, I kind of just wanted to talk about uh, my trip a little bit. Oh, my bad. Before go ahead, we man. dive into it, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. But no, it was pretty cool. I went to, so like I said, I took some pictures um, at a. It was, so my friend, one of my college friends, he basically like messaged me like, "Hey, do you want to shoot pictures for a wedding? My sister is getting married." And for me, I'm always a person like I I I'll say yes before I like psych myself out. Just because I'm like, I know if I thought about it too much, it's like, yo, I'm missing work. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be in the middle of nowhere. I haven't ever met these people before. Like, you know, I would just say no, like if I thought about it too much. So I say, yeah. And it was like, you know, one of the better decisions that I've made, you know, over the past few months. Um, I went out there and it was it was a great experience. And, you know, I learned a lot about, you know, taking pictures and stuff like that and i met some really cool people like one thing that um i seen i was talking to my cousin what uh last last summer i went to visit my cousin in new york and he doesn't live in like new york city or brooklyn or anything he lives in a place place called sagardy's which is 
What? It's called Socrates. Is, is, is this shit in fucking? It's a That's Greek, like Greek mythology. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got freaking, you know, uh, uh, Midas coming out of nowhere and like, you know, nigga live next to Achilles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yes, yeah, the city name is random, but but out there, there's this this they call it like the forgotten middle class. Like essentially the people that Donald Trump touched in order to win, so there's a lot of the. Did he literally touch these people. Um, he grabbed some pussies. So. <laughs> touched a few of them. <laughs> I'm gonna grab in here. Pussy. We're grabbing pussy all day. All the pussies in Socrates are gonna grab them. These pussies are gonna be huge. <laughs> some big pussies going on over here. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. But yeah, so the um so I went out there and um that was the first time I had seen it cuz you know, I've been I've been in a few different states, but I haven't seen um that type of uh like I guess uh town or something before to where it's mm-hmm. like just a bunch of humble people living and, you know, they're kind of struggling to make ends meet and they just live a normal life. Like you know, being in California, you, you kind of grow accustomed to L.A. and, you know, the Bay Area and, like, bigger cities in general. But there's a, a huge amount of um, small populated cities all over America that, um, that you know, live so far away from, you know, what we see on a normal basis. Mm. <clears throat> so that's how, in, you know, the place in Indiana was. We, we were in a, t- a small town called Terre Haute. Terre Haute is a interesting place because it's only it has a super small population. So everyone there kind of all grew up together. Like I know the late the the mom's house that we were all staying in, she would talk about how she only got the newspaper to see the like the deaths of the people that she knew. Like oh, you know, cause she's been there practically her whole life. So like that's the only way that she can see, you know, like, yeah, the people, you know, that was in her graduating class or whatever. That's the only way that she would see uh, people pass away. And one thing that I, I noticed, too, is that I think, you know, so we've talked about the American dream on the podcast before. And mm-hmm. um, I think the average person might think might believe that everyone wants to be rich and everyone wants to be famous and everyone wants to have, you know, fancy cars and you know, a huge, a huge house. Um, but going, being in places like Socrates and in Terre Haute, Indiana, you realize that there's a large population of people that just want to live regular lives. Right. Like they, you know, the lady there, um, they have, they have a nice house. They have a lot of land, but they just live regular lives. Like she has a nice flat screen TV. She, she watches her soap operas and days of our lives and (laughs) all that stuff and um you know they just don't you know they're not wanting for you know anything outside of their regular stuff like they find joy in going down to the lake and going on walks and going on hikes um so I thought that was dope I was just like man I that's the happiness that we should all strive for versus you know trying to strive for a Lamborghini or a Bentley or a mansion or something 
I think that's, you know, that's what I could have, uh, that's what I appreciated a lot about, you know, how they live their lives. Yeah. I just think it's more of a perceived idea of happiness is what people chase rather than actually, you know, having their own customized, uh, you know, happiness. It's yeah. Customized to themselves. Mm-hmm. They'll see somebody driving a car and think like, damn, if I get that car, I'll be happy or this and that. And they get it. They finally get it. And then they see that they work for something or try to do something that wasn't them, you mm-hmm. know? So yeah, a lot of people are happy with a basic life. Mm-hmm. You know, some people are like, I just want to sit on my couch after work and eat a sandwich. Yeah. And they're happy with that shit. Yeah. One thing I found interesting too is just, um, you know, we talked about uh, snap judgment, snap judgment. Yeah. And um, so I said before, like the white, the, the white guy from Indiana married a girl, a black girl from, from Ghana. And, um, you know, in your, in your mind, you would think like, oh, the white guy's probably, you know, he's probably doing well off. He's probably doing well for himself. He's probably a doctor or, you know, a lawyer or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, but it was, it was interesting to me because it was almost the opposite. Like even, even like the family dynamic was different. Like the, the white guy's family, they were pretty much just regular people. Like they, they have uh, one of the brothers owns some sort of like car dealership or, you know, something like that. And other yeah. one's like a mechanic or um, something like that. And then the, the lady that the, the, the people that got married, the guy, he like flips houses and mm. he's not extremely rich by any means. Yeah. But the, the, the African family is different. Like they have from Zamunda. No. No. That's- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wakanda, <laughs> yeah. But but they have. If you look at their uh, all of their siblings, all of their siblings are doing something like pretty great. Right. Like my friend TJ, the one that invited me, he has like literally like five degrees. <laughs> Like he's, you know, he's like a guy that maybe has gotten like one B in his whole college career, like, you know, super successful. Um, He's still in college now. And then the girl that got married, her name is Sally. Sally is a doctor and she put herself through school. She came straight from Ghana and, you know, went to grad school and everything. And, you know, she's she's starting to get her feet, you know, into different doors as far as being a doctor and practicing, you know, her stuff there. And um one of the brothers, David, David is an accountant. He's, he's, uh, he's, he lives in England now and he has his own accounting business. So even at the wedding, you could see like, he was like, he was always working on stuff, like taking phone calls and like sending out emails and checking like numbers and stuff. And then they had like two other siblings that couldn't make it that are like practicing medicine back in Ghana and it's it was just crazy to think like they're almost like royalty you know what I mean and then these the I wouldn't call the white family regular but I guess you know regular compared to you know what the 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 Ghanaian family was doing so it was just interesting like you know just thinking about that that subject that we had talked about last week it's crazy yeah feel kind of bad for the guy because you know he's gonna give her a ring you know only thing that would impress that family from Ghana is like some vibranium or something. <laughs> <laughs> if you ain't got no vibranium, <laughs> don't talk to me. <laughs> that was funny. But yeah. yeah. It's dope, man. Pretty dope. That's cool, man. That's cool. Glad you had fun, man. One, one other thing, too, is the um, 
um, we we kind of talk about like social media a lot and like the addictions of it and stuff. Yeah, I think one thing that I realize is that it's it's good to have like some sort of like disconnect from your phone. Right. Not even like a I guess a social media cleanse is cool, but um, just like just being disconnected from you know text messages and everything like it really it really begs you to communicate with people like you have to you know sit down and talk to people um and then you also have to find something to do with your idle time because when i was out there i had zero reception like the, the service that they have that most people have out there is verizon and even some of the verizon phones like barely got connection in certain parts of the city yeah, they don't cover Obama phones out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, should have paid my bill, man. Uh, um, I'm sorry, uh, kid. Uh, uh, we can't get you the service, but uh, uh, God bless America. <laughs> That's funny, but yeah. So I, you know, what I, I just try to take advantage of that time, like you know, getting to know the family out there. I took a lot of pictures. I even, you know, picked up because I read I try to read every day. But, you know, sometimes you get distracted by, you know, you know, work that you do or, you know, social media is one thing that we all get distracted by. So um, I just use that opportunity to, you know, read some more. And I finished a book while I was out there. So I was like, man, this is like this is amazing, like just to be away like three days and not have to worry about, you know, what funny videos or on whatever social media or what's going on you just kind of like totally disconnect from from the world kind of that's dope man Mm -hmm. when you finally start getting service you probably had like some random you know some chicks like oh my god i've been texting you (laughs) and text me back yeah i'm fucking done with you you just text them like i didn't have service like i'm so sorry how are you doing yeah that's annoying yeah i think that you know, people have to realize that it's just a cell phone and, you know, life goes on. If I'm not dead, then I'll eventually message you back. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. You're going to act like you just didn't tell me to fuck myself? <laughs> I told you I didn't have no service. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I'm done with you. I'm going to talk to Becky in Indiana. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Switching gears. Uh, the app, the dating app, Bumble. Mm-hmm. Um, I was telling Keith. Z- te- <laughs> <laughs> that was the most generic fucking B sound I've ever heard. He said, Z- <laughs> "What sound does the B?" Hey, Keith was one of those little kids. What sound does the B make? Z- <laughs> 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 What sound does a cow make? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, nah, but Bumble, I was telling Keith how I, I it was kind of annoying uh, app. Like, it's not bad, but it's it, it's it's set up to where women have to make the first move. Mm-hmm. Like, you could like their picture or you could like their profile, but in order for you guys to match, they have to like yours, and then they have to be the one to make the first move. And the biggest issue with that app is women are not used to making the first move. So, ladies, you got to say some dumb shit. Yeah. You say some dumb stuff. Like, women, I've heard some, like, I guess you could say pickup lines that were just kind of, like, weirdo, like, disturbing. 
Mm-hmm. Instead of saying like "Hi, how's your day going?" or "How are you doing?" it'd be like, "Um, so what's the what's the week? What's the weirdest pickup line you've ever heard on here?" Or mm-hmm. and it's like, "Girl, like yeah, this is yeah. not a good way to start a conversation." <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? I think one that I heard it was um, I wasn't really interested at all, so I just kind of like said whatever I felt like saying. So the girl was like, what are your three favorite emojis? And I put like the peach emoji, (laughs) the eggplant emoji, (laughs) and like, I don't know, one of the faces with the glasses or something like that. Oh my God. Yeah. I didn't get a response after that. Uh, (laughs) Well, she asked. You gave her the fucking answer. (laughs) I mean, there's no wrong way to answer these things. Yeah. Like, if you put something fake because you think that she'll like it, then that's not right. It's not good. Yeah. And then if you put something that you want to put and she doesn't like it, then oh, well. Mm -hmm. This is just stupid to me, man. Yeah. Another thing that's weird, too, I was fucking around with Bumble, uh, like, before the podcast, and uh, and we was laughing. I'm not going to say who it was or whatever, but we were looking at this. It was this chick's profile. And, like, it seems like as I scrolled down, she just started looking older and older. I was like, wait, what the fuck? I thought she was 31, and then by the time I get to the bottom, she's, like, 47. <laughs> she recently upgraded to the iPhone X. So <laughs> oh, her just, older pictures was on, like, Motorola or something. She 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 took the first pictures from Obama phone. <laughs> <laughs> She paid yeah. that bill with food stamps. <laughs> as you scroll down, I was just like, and it was pictures. I was like, oh, she's cute. And then you keep scrolling. And you're like, wait a minute. And then you're yeah. like, whoa, what's this? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it, ladies, those fucking eyebrows thing, that the fucking eyebrows you guys got going, you guys need to stop it. Your mm-hmm. eyebrows do not naturally look like that. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. Like, I, men, we don't give a fuck about eyebrows. I don't know where this shit started. But y'all be having these big, thick, motherfucking dark ass eyebrows. And it's like, yo, like we don't even like you realize like ladies, you don't realize that the shit that you guys do is not even for men. It's like for women. Like so yeah. women could like what's on your face. I don't know if there's any sort sort of correlation, but <clears throat> I feel like women a lot of women could have so much more money in their bank accounts if they were more frugal when it comes to their, uh, I guess their, I don't know what you consider that. Beauty? Yeah, I guess beauty. If they were more frugal when it came to that, like spending less on getting their eyebrows done. and Ridiculous. Waxes and all kind of stuff like that, that men, you know, we don't really care about. No. They would be, you know, you would have so much more money in your pocket. I was just reading an article earlier today about how it was basically about how how to not how to become a millionaire or something but essentially like the ways to save money like the way right. the ways that a lot of uh extremely successful people save money and um it was little stuff like that like you know making sure they use coupons making sure they um there was a guy that talked about how he cuts his own hair and you know right. a guy that you know he i don't know it was just a bunch of like little stuff like that which you save and they were you know they kind of calculated like you know cutting your own hair you're saving thousands of dollars you know over the course of a year and you know using coupons you can save so much money so um 
don't know. This ain't really a financial podcast, but y'all definitely need to think about some of the stuff that you're spending money on. They don't give a fuck about that, man. Yeah. They're going to spend that money on that bullshit anyways. I mean, we can reach one person. That's all. They ain't trying to yes. hear that. You, another thing I heard, too, is like, you know, we're just women. Just We just get so tired of trying to, you know, live up to a man's standard of beauty. Like, please, we don't create that fucking standard of beauty that you've made up. That's mm-hmm. other other women are the ones you guys are in competition with each other. I don't know why a lot of women yeah. think that we create. There are some men that are, I guess, crucial of a woman's looks. Yeah. But not really, because I never heard a guy say. Yeah, I can't talk to her, man. Her eyebrows wasn't on fleek. I'm cool. I don't think there's a standard of beauty. I think that there's, like you said, they're in competition with themselves. And I think that the the women that aren't, I guess, dolling themselves up would just be deemed as unattractive. And then we would just not talk to them. Right. So <clears throat> I guess, you know, the people that are dolling themselves up, they're just looking for, in their mind, they, they think that that's what men want. And then... You know, they put themselves together a certain way and get their nails done and their eyebrows done and all this other stuff. And then, you know, they go out into the world hoping to get compliments. Right. In reality, like, we liked you the way you were before. Or we didn't like you the way you were before. But it wouldn't have even mattered because, you know, somebody's going to like you. Oh, yeah, definitely. There's somebody for everybody. It's just a letdown, too, man. You see, we see you with your makeup on. You're looking pretty sexy, you know, and you take everything off. And then you're like... Like, not even the same person? Yeah. Yeah. You'd be like, damn, man. Like, these pictures. And we were talking about filters the other day, too. And we had mentioned it before. But god damn, man. They got to, like... It's weird when you're going through this bumble and and every picture of the chick is with the fucking filter on. What? Who are you? Mm -hmm. Like, what's going on here? Yeah. Like, I I, I mean, how are people going to know if you come up missing what the fuck you really look like? Mm Mm-hmm. They can't put you on the back of a milk cart, and it's just going to be a, a fucking dog filter, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that everyone should find their own personal confidence before they start to get on these right. social media, especially the ones that are picture heavy, you know, like Instagram and Snapchat, True. where it's mostly like videos and pictures. I think people need to, um, you know, find their own, like find a way to be comfortable with themselves without not uh i guess figuratively f- filtering themselves yeah for real and look here i'm definitely not big girl shaming here but this is something i talked about i told keith about it like look ladies if you're a big girl okay understand this i'm not saying i don't like big women i'm not saying i do like them but it, it's some I, do, <laughs> some I do and some i don't but let's, let's, just, let's be honest here hey okay? we had a bbw uh topic a while back yeah, we did. I, you know, we did. the loyal but, listeners know what's up yeah yeah but look here here's the thing okay <laughs> if you're a big girl stop just taking pictures of your face and you like it, like just your face or your tits or your tits in your face and you don't got no body shots <laughs> like none and then you'll be like oh i'd love to meet up with you i'll be thinking like i don't know what you look like yeah, I ain't trying to meet up with you, and then I get over there, and like you know, you might break the seat. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nah, man. But seriously, it doesn't matter who you are—if you're big, if you're skinny, whatever you are—be proud of what you look like, because what's going to happen is it's going to attract people that like you. Don't try to hide who you are. Like, yeah. don't stop yeah. that. Like a lot of women, you could tell when they're kind of insecure on these apps because they don't be showing what the fuck they look like. Yeah, they just show the they just show the you know 
pictures with filters on them or whatever. Like, if you got a big mole on your forehead, let that mole be seen. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to start off that sort of um, interaction with a lie. That, that, that's a right. the perfect way to ruin any sort of relationship right off the bat. Right, it is a lie. It's a fucking lie. Yeah, it, it's it's a big lie. And I know some, I know there's some women listening like, I don't care what you say. You don't live my life, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? I think actually we have a protect, we have a pretty good take on this because I like women for who they are. Mm-hmm. I like women for who they are, not what they portray. So yeah. if, if you're putting out this image of this, you know, all this makeup and this powder and, you know, you got selfies with a dog face and I don't know who the fuck you are. Mm-hmm. Then I see you in person, and I'm not, and I'm not impressed. You can't get mad at me for that, because yeah. I'm gonna be real. I'm I'm equally as unimpressive in person as I am on social media. <laughs> so the pictures I post, you see it, you like it, then you get what you fucking seen. Yeah, you know I don't got nothing to fucking hide. You know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's why when I go out somewhere, they're like, oh, you know, like, you know, oh, you're really cool or whatever. Because I mean, you're the same product you've seen is the same one you're getting. Mm-hmm. It's not a McDonald's commercial where the McDonald's burger look all good on a commercial and then he come in public and when you actually get the burger, it's smashed and yeah. flat as a motherfucker. Meat patty dry. Yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> beef patty be looking like some fucking, the meat be looking like some <laughs> deer meat or something. <laughs> What's up with this shit? Like sun dried fruit and that. Uh, yeah, it's like a, a burger slice. <laughs> <laughs> Like, man, what is this depressing looking <laughs> shit? It looked like a cafeteria burger that got slammed on the ground like 20 <laughs> fucking times. It looked like the burgers when you get them from McDonald's. Yeah. It'd be looking like somebody had a food fight and then picked the meat back up off the ground and put it in the fat and the bun. bun. <laughs> Look like one of them BBWs from Bumble sat on it. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Big girls from Bumble that don't show they they body. Ooh, I'm sorry, I sat on this. You got it back. Oh, dang, that's crazy. That's crazy. I'd be feeling, yeah, I'd be feeling bad for some of them, man. Yeah, dude, just look, look here, look. If look, you you gotta if you if you don't get humored, then you just tune out the podcast. Okay? <laughs> just turn this shit off. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, man, ladies, don't like stop saying dumb shit on Bumble. Oh, another thing too, this is a huge misconception, is I get tired of seeing chicks that post shit like no hookups, like mm-hmm. no hookups, don't try to hook up with me or whatever on here. Like it's like you giving men a warning. Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, you need to be open to hookups. <laughs> Being honest. Like everybody's trying to fuck. Like, let's stop lying to each other. Like, that's what people are trying to do on these on these fucking apps. Tinder means hookup in Greek. Yeah, right? <laughs> Tinder fucking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, look, at the end of the day, like, don't, don't, like, give people warnings. Like, it's like, imagine if I, on my profile, I was like, look, don't break my heart. That's funny. Like, you know, <laughs> fucking ignorant. They Just have, go with the flow. Uh, go ahead. Okay. No, you Oh. No, just go with the flow. Like you might be talking to somebody and you don't know if you want to fuck them or if you like them within, you know, within the first 
one or two dates. Yeah. The first date, you're talking to him, everything's cool. You might be like, oh, she's really cool. I really like her. The second date, you're like, oh, man, she's not what I thought, but I'll still fuck her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't say no hookups. You need to be open to them. Yeah. And don't try to act like you just missed a celibate and I don't want to do that. Everybody <laughs> wants to fuck. So stop the fucking lying. Okay. Yeah. Let's just be real about this shit. You're going to yeah. use the app. You need to be open to hooking up. Go ahead, Keith. There's, um, <laughs> I want to dive into like the, how women view men on the men's side of these apps. Okay. But, uh, before that, I think there's this, um, this is like a kind of tangent conversation, but mm-hmm. I think <clears throat> there's people on these apps that try to force relationships. Right. Like, Essentially, by saying no hookups, you're probably implying that you want a real relationship. Right. Um, but I don't. Wrong with that, but. Yeah, yeah. That's perfectly fine. I just don't think that. I was having this conversation with this one girl, and I was telling her, I don't, I don't know if that works. Like, I don't know if you're going to be any more successful by putting in your your bio or whatever that. You know, I'm looking for a real relationship and I don't want to play any games because there's guys have way too much pride and any guy thinks that he can crack any girl. Oh, so yeah. he's like, oh, that's just a cover up. Like she really a freak. Like, I yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, so um, but I, it's I think finding a relationship. Um, I don't know if you I think there's a uh, like a a law of attraction aspect to it. But I also think that that's the one one of the one things in life that you just kind of fall into. Right. I don't know if fall you know. into that pussy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just I just find a lot of women that are you know hell bent on being with a man like right right now, and you know they're looking for a relationship, and everybody they run into on these apps are like not good enough for them, or whatever the case may be. And, like, the people that are, uh, you know, striving for these relationships are also the people that aren't successful at finding the relationships. Mm -hmm. So that's why I always go into it with the mentality that, like, the person will come to you. I don't, you know, you can't really run around chasing that, chasing that. It's going to, you know, whenever you're ready mentally and, you know, emotionally ready for that thing, then it'll come across your table. And hopefully you know what to do with it then. I have the will see. Uh, mentality when I'm on there, like we'll see. Mm-hmm. That that's what that's how I look at it. Like if when I'm going, I'm not saying, "Oh, I'm going I'm trying to fuck her." Like I don't have, I don't have this um, uh, idea of what I'm doing before because I don't know. I might really like this girl, you know, yeah. or you know, whatever the case. But we'll see. Like I'm open to up to multiple things. Mm-hmm. I'm not just hell bent on being in a relationship. Yeah. You know, I'm taking what I can get, you know? Right? Yeah. <laughs> Not like desperate shit, but I'm taking what's there because only three things are going to happen. You're either going to either be in a relationship or you're going to fuck her or you're not going to deal with her after that. Like you're not going to really, you're not going to connect. Yeah. So those are the three possibilities. Those are the only three. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you can't say like no hookups. Mm-hmm. So what if the dude, like, here's the thing if, for the woman to say no hookups, what if, because women have needs just like men. What if a woman hasn't gotten laid in a while and she's like, the guy's cool, but I tell he's not ready for a relationship. Yeah. But then you you actually want to give it up. 
Now you put yourself in a position where you cock blocked yourself. There's some. There's a lot of people that um, have sex before they're in a relationship and then go on and they become they get married or something. Yeah, they'd be like, I met him on Tinder. Yeah. Um, he fucked me sideways. Then, <laughs> he I made mean, my pussy tender. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? The women don't admit it, but they got to test the dick out. <laughs> they be testing out. They be in there like a scientist on their dick. He's like, all right, the dick is going in four centimeters and seven kilometers deep. <laughs> all right. This is some top cock. This is some top <laughs> some top notch cock right here. That's what, that's what women be doing, man. They be testing the dick out first. The speed, rate, velocity of the dick is at <laughs> two point two kilometers per second. <laughs> you talking about the dick like a submarine? <laughs> the dick is entering me at two knots per second. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Oh man, that's comedy. Oh, bro. that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, y'all crazy, man. Oh man, y'all out here submarine in the dick. Oh my goodness, yeah. man. Yeah, oh uh, look, do do what you want, but if you're on these apps. Don't act like you're on these apps because I'm bored. I just like to use it when I'm bored. Like, knock yeah. it off. You're on this. You're on this app because you you want to connect with people. That's cool. It's it's yeah. a form. It's a form of social media, even though it's dating. So it's. I mean, you're being socially out there. It's I, it's like you know, trying to find a wife in a club. Right. It's a fucking meat market. That's yeah. all it is. <clears throat> yeah. It's a meat market because if I can see your face and swipe swipe on your face. Because I feel like, oh, you don't look good enough for me, or I don't find you sexually attractive, then it's a fucking meat market, essentially. Yeah. Like, I think if you want to really genuinely meet someone, get off these social apps. Yeah. I I use them because I'm a busy guy, I'm a truck driver, even though I'm local, like, throughout the week, I'm not home that much. I'm only home to sleep, get up, and then go back to work. Mm -hmm. So I'm a busy guy. So I like to use these apps for convenience to, like, meet up with chicks, and I don't really have any intentions, but... Yeah, I fucked chicks on the Bumble before. Yes, yeah. I fucked chicks on Tinder before. Uh-huh. Yes, I fucked chicks <clears throat> on Facebook before. Uh-huh. Does that make me a bad person? No, I'm just being socially available. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> hey, brother, handle it. Yeah, dude, and 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 it, it's just like it happens, man. It happens. Mm-hmm. It, it's this is real life. We're not gonna be spewing bullshit like other podcasts. Like, mm-hmm. you know I mean. I'm waiting for my wife, to be honest. Like, mm-hmm. nobody waiting for no motherfucking wife. <laughs> He's a bumble, for Christ's sake. <laughs> He's a fucking tender, man. Yeah. And you know what's funny is some of these chicks, I bet you, like, after they, like, you know, they might talk to Keith or, you know, I might fool with him or whatever the case, right? Whatever girl you meet on there, and all of a sudden they get married, but, like, before their marriage, like, the last guy they talked to was, like, me. Mm-hmm. And, like, now they're with someone that they're going to be with the rest of their life, but, like, Six months prior, they was like, "Yeah, that happens fast, dude." <laughs> yeah. A girl will cut you off, like, "Uh, sorry, I'm in a relationship." Yeah, now. I'm in a relationship, but just two days ago, they was like, "Yeah," you like, "Dang, <clears throat> you're you're ahead of the game." <laughs> oh, dang, it's crazy. Yeah, it is what it is, man. When 
chick, when women move on, respect it. So yeah. I, I respect that. Yeah, I just find it funny. Sometimes, like a person will be like, "Sorry, I'm an, I have a boyfriend now," and then I would just send back the crying laughing emoji. <laughs> I'd be like, man, I probably shouldn't have done that, but I yeah. thought it was funny. Yeah, well, I, I I don't really laugh. I take it serious. I'll be like, hey, oh, that's awesome. I respect that. Yeah. Yeah, but then it be, would be crazy is like, then it don't work out. And then they'd be like, so, hey, what have you been up to? Ah, so what's up? <laughs> so, so what's up? I'd be like, wait a minute. Yeah, just, you know. Sometimes I hit girls with like the who's this. Yeah, like I say, I save girls' numbers on purpose just so if they text me like nine months later, I'd be like, Who's this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't you know exactly who it is. I know is. exactly who the fuck this is. Yeah. Look, Rachel, leave me alone. Okay? <laughs> 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 and I'll be, uh, uh, I'll put like, like to know who a person is, like I'll put like something next to their name, like Rachel Tender or yeah. like, you know, Debbie, uh, whatever. Because you don't know their last name. Nah, you really it's don't. Just a first name. Debbie with the big ass. <laughs> Debbie Peach Emoji. <laughs> <clears throat> Maria, and then they have like a little, uh, like a little Mexican flag. Next to it. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Oh, that's dope. All right, man. Switching gears. Um, I don't know how many of you are familiar with the show The Shy, uh, but one of the main stars on there is Jason Mitchell. Really good young actor. But he got caught up in some shit recently. They dropped him. Uh, one of the, his, I believe it was, was it, uh, the company was what? I forgot who they were, but. Yeah, some talent agency. Yeah, some talent agency dropped him. Mm-hmm. And then seven women came forward and had allegations of him being sexually, like, inappropriate or aggressive towards them. Yeah. And uh, here's my thing, right? There are going to be a lot of guys that'll, or, that, or that will say, like, you know, these women are getting out of hand and they're getting people fired and this and that. This ain't the case, brother. Um, this is what I take from it. I take that if one woman came forward, maybe two, I would still <clears throat> somewhat question it, but I would still sympathize with the woman. Mm-hmm. But here's my thing. Seven women, bro? Yeah. Seven? Mm-hmm. Not all. It ain't no way that all seven of these women was trying to, you know, lie on you, man. There's no way. Mm-hmm. You got to control your dicks, fellas. You got to control it. At, at, at the workplace, there are so many women outside of your job. Stop trying to fuck these women. Leave them alone. You know, to make matters worse, if, if this is like acting, a lot of these, these young women are actresses. They don't want to be known as the actress that's fucking some fucking the main star. They want to be respected in their field. They don't yeah. want to be treated like a piece of meat and seen as the girl that fucked Jason Mitchell. They want to be seen as the woman that did their role, did a good job, and is trying to get more jobs. Yeah. Right? But, yeah, he was he made some women so uncomfortable <clears throat> that they had to bring their fiancé up there. And yeah, the girl from the, the girlfriend on the, the show main, is shy. Yeah, the mm-hmm. main character, the one that was his actual love interest on the show, brought her fiancé up there. Like, look mm-hmm. here, if I'm working with a woman that's engaged or whatever, and let's say she's my love interest, I want her to be so comfortable... That I'm talking to her husband or fiance, cracking jokes and laughing with him in between scenes. Mm-hmm. Like I want his, I will want her husband or fiance to feel comfortable with me. Mm-hmm. So for you, for for and especially to put an actress in that position where she has to bring her fiance up there, I feel bad for her. That's I, I honestly feel bad for. Her. 
It's that's a failure on the part of the production. True. Yeah. Yeah. That no. That's Because I'm sure she she would have had had said something to you know the people running the show before. Right. That can't that can't be the first option. Like, oh, this guy's harassing me. Let me bring my husband. I'm sure there's true other channels she probably went to and then that was like okay they're not really listening to me or they're not doing anything about it so let me bring my my true. fiance up there yeah that's true because i think throughout a woman's life they dealt with many different men who have been like aggressive towards them or try to get at them and they could they could differentiate between men that just don't get it and men who are actually overly aggressive yeah and i think that if a dude is just kind of like trying to shoot a shot and she's like oh this ain't happening i don't think she'll still feel threatened i think a lot of women could still be around men like that but, yeah, uh, I think that when it gets to the point they got to bring a man up there, it's because, like you said, the production's not doing their job. Mm-hmm. They're figuring like, whatever, he's hitting on you. Just fucking do your job. Mm-hmm. That's the wrong attitude to have, man. Yeah, that's the wrong attitude to have. For if, sure. If mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm the head of production and they tell and the woman the actress tells me that so and so is making her, I'm gonna pull both of them in the room with just them two, and I'll be like, look, there's something going on here. She states that you've been doing this. You know, and if he's, I don't give a fuck how he feels about it. I'm like, look, man, I'm going to need you to do your job. I'm going to need you to relax. Like, don't, <laughs> like, I don't mm-hmm. want to hear about this ever again. Yeah. And if he gets pissed off, then he can fucking leave. Yeah. I'll, I'll find another one. They found a light skin app on Viv to replace the dark one. Mm-hmm. Shit, they just show, found Show still went on. Show still went on. So, hey, if Jason Mitchell's getting replaced, just, I guess just find a light skin nigga to get I'll play Justin Mitchell's character right now. <laughs> but I'm too big. It'll be so terrible to have me on there. Yeah. I'm like almost six foot three. And Jason big. Mitchell, like five seven. He like five seven. <laughs> and he got he looked bloated all the time. <laughs> that nigga looked bloated. Jason Potbelly Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga looked like a bulldog. <laughs> yeah, man, it's I it's um one of those things where you see it and you see the headline, you be like, ah, you don't think too much of it. But once you actually dive into it, you start to see that there may be more truth to it than we initially thought. Right. So, you know, more and more people had, you said seven women had come out with allegations. And then uh, you hear about, you know, the fiancés coming up to the set and, you know, you know, he he got dropped by the talent agency, the show, and then also the Netflix show. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <clears throat> yeah, and and then there was also there was also uh, I was scrolling, you know, before the podcast started, I took uh, took the time to look up some some different YouTube videos, and then you know the recommendations pop up, and there was a video from two years ago, right, of a of a girl that you know, went on TMZ or or I don't know if she went on TMZ, but she made a video that ended up on TMZ. And it basically was saying that, you know, Jason Mitchell was aggressive with me. He grabbed me by my, my, by my wrist and he threw me on the ground because he was trying to holler at me and I wouldn't give him the time of day. And I think a lot of people just dismissed it because I, I didn't even hear about that at all. So I feel like that story kind of went under the radar, especially because he was Excuse me, he was coming off a of straight out of Compton. So that was like, you know, the I wouldn't call it the peak of his career, but that's like his biggest role yeah. to this day. So um, that happened and, you know, it kind of, which is ironic because Dr. Dre was kind of accused of doing something similar to that. 
So they probably seen him, and then they probably seen his history, and was like, "Yeah, that's the guy for the role." <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> but um, but yeah. So you see that, and then the story comes out. Obviously, he denies it, but but he also gets banned from the the hotel. So Man. I'm sure there's some video. Basically, I think I think his version of the story was saying she tried to get into a party, and then she slapped him, and then. Um, he pulled her to the ground or something like that, which is still not okay. No. Neither one of them should be touching each other. Exactly. And then her version of the story was he tried to holler at me and he grabbed my wrist and then, you know, once I wasn't giving him the time of day, like, he got aggressive with me. And then, you know, she slapped him because he grabbed her wrist and then, you know, he he pulled her down by her hair or something like that. Which is interesting because usually two stories don't match up that well, you know. These are like basically the same story, but it feels like in this case, you know, like, you know, they line up so good that one person is lying and one person is telling the right. truth. Yeah. So, but it, it's just pretty crazy. Like, <clears throat> and then we also f- seen the video of him on the, on the airplane. Oh my God. So you, 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 you kind of putting all these videos and these stories and these narratives together and you're like, good. yeah, this nigga did that. Yeah. He definitely. It's did not that. looking good. The one on the plane, basically, I guess he had paid for his ticket, uh, whatnot. And he got there and somebody was in his seat and he's like, I paid for my shit. Look, it's on here, blah, blah, blah. And he was getting loud and screaming and yelling. I think mm-hmm. that like when you have a platform, you have to be very cognizant of how you treat people and how you behave in public. Because everything you do can be put out there. Mm-hmm. And look here, if if you've been greatly inconvenienced and you have a platform, then all you got to do is go on Twitter and put like, I'm very unhappy with my experience on Delta or whatever it is. Yeah, they'll get you right back. They'll get you right back. And, and then Delta can see if you have that blue check mark by your name. They're like, oh, fuck, mm-hmm. this is not good. <clears throat> let's, let's help this guy out. Yeah. You know, regardless if you get inconvenienced, you don't have to do what he did. And then he threatened some dude on the flight. and mm-hmm. Especially because it's not anyone on the plane's fault. They don't handle booking. They're just the people that I don't. And you know, the camera only started after the argument started, so right. I don't know what on what went on before then. <clears throat> but you know, it's not the pilot's fault. It's not the stewardess' fault. It's not the guy sitting in your seat's fault. It's whatever you know, uh, software or whatever uh, algorithm was put together to book fights, and then it accidentally had a you know it had a it had an error or a bug in it that that allowed them to double book the the thing, and he could have easily just sat in you know whatever seat, sat in coach or whatever, and took his flight and then you know got reimbursed or whatever, and it would have been like they the these these um these airplane companies these uh these airlines they're not all of them have great customer service, right. but generally they have. Really good customer service. If you miss their, if you miss your flight, they'll get you another one. If, if right. something goes wrong, you know they, they because they know the importance of people coming back to them. They right. don't want an experience where they screw over a customer and then that customer never wants to, you know, get on that airline again. And then they may tell their family, and their family, you know, is like, "Oh, I heard about such and such airline. I'm never getting on that." Exactly. So they know the importance of you know that customer service. So they're going to try to do everything in their power to keep you around and keep you yeah. satisfied. And, and he made it worse because one guy said, "Hey man, you don't gotta you don't gotta do this." And he was like, "Look, nobody was asking you, white man." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then calling him like, pussy and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, he's like, "You don't know how I fight. You don't know how I fight, bro. You better back up." I'm like, "It's just too much. It's just too much, yeah. dude. You can't even." 
like honestly, I wouldn't even want to work with someone like that has no. a history of doing something like that. Because what what if you're on set? It's a small movie, and you gotta. I don't know. You don't really have a trailer and you got to, you know, sit around with the rest of the people and you like your ego is so big that you wouldn't even want to, you know, do something like that. So it's like I rather work with good people. Like right. I don't care how talented you are, how talented we you think you are, how, you know, how famous you think you are. Like I right. just want to work with genuinely like solid individuals. Right. I was listening to a podcast with, <clears throat> J- with Jamel Hill. Shout out to Jamel Hill. And it was with, uh, oh my goodness, I forgot her name. But uh, she basically, the, the person she was interviewing, uh, she said that, yeah, she's like, now, you know, since I'm running this production company, I work with people that I like. And she's yeah. like, I genuinely work with people that I like. Yeah. That we all get along. Mm-hmm. And if we don't, then I'm going to fire you. And I thought yeah. about it. And I was like, thinking like, oh, that's kind of a power trip. No, it's not. Yeah, for sure. If I don't like your ass and you don't like me, you could go some. If it's my production company, get the fuck on. I don't like you. You don't like me. You don't have to kiss my ass. Mm-hmm. But if we genuinely like each other, then it's going to make it way easier. We could spend more time around each other if we have to. Everything. She said that that when she works with um, with people, she said instead of having them come up to the studio all the time, she says, look, how about you work at home and you only do this once a week? Yeah. Or whatever like that, and I'll pay you the same salary. And she was yeah. like, and they're like, oh my God, yes, I'll do that. Yeah. It's just because you genuinely like him. But this guy, I don't know how likable he is. Yeah. I know he's an amazing fucking actor, though. Mm-hmm. I loved him as an actor, but that's it. Yeah. As a person, he seemed like he sucks. Yeah, man. He's got like a Napoleon complex or something. <laughs> and he bloated as fuck. <laughs> but how would you like it if you working with a little bloated ass nigga? <laughs> always mad. <laughs> I'm like, man, if you don't get it, I don't know what his career is going to be now, though. I don't think he need. I don't think he deserves to have a career. No, you do no. that seven times. You know, yeah, that's that's more than enough for you to go back and go back to New Orleans and work a regular job. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. get those little royalties from the, sh- the shy mm-hmm. or whatever else he made, and that's it. Yeah, he's done. And mm-hmm. I think some people are not built for it because I think that. There, especially in this era, you got to be correct. Like me and Keith, the things we say on here, we stand on those things. So mm-hmm. nobody can come back. Remember Eddie when you said this about pussy seven years ago? Like, <laughs> yeah, I've been talking about pussy since day. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine episode sixty nine. <laughs> oh <Sheesh>. my god, <laughs> we gonna do something special for that. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> Earlier when you said uh, he's like I don't I like to just say yes so I don't talk myself out of it. Mm-hmm. I bet you it's some chick that's gonna be like go down on me, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, you got me. I'll do it. <laughs> like go down on me, Keith. He just be like, all right, man. <laughs> oh no, that's funny. Man. Yeah, man, this is just terrible. Seven seven women come forward and do that. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, something ain't right, dude. And it, it, it's unfortunate, but in yeah. your professional career, you fucked that off. Now yeah. you got to go back to a regular job. So who knows? Maybe someone in the, in the future uh, will uh, give them opportunity. We don't know, but yeah, it, whoever gives them that opportunity is, is a slippery slope for them because then they're going to be seen as a man or who, a person that doesn't value women. The thing about this, that's true. The thing about this that sucks also is that. Um, 
<clears throat> I don't know what he was, what all he was working on, or what all he had uh, right. finished shooting. But it sucks for the the people in the company that put the money up and the actors that were working oh with them. Because if he has a movie that comes out in the summer, they're gonna be like, "Oh, this we're boycotting this movie because Jason Mis- Mitchell was in it." And it's like, "Yo, these people worked hard. Everyone behind the scenes, all the production assistants, all the up. you know, all the camera people, and everything, you know, put all that work in only to have a guy you know destroy a movie because right. of that." Just like Roseanne's dumbass was, he said that racist shit. Yeah, and all them people didn't have a fucking job for a while because mm-hmm. she did that dumb, said that dumbass. She tweeted something stupid as fuck. It's pretty racist. Yeah, but it's like just all it takes is one person to fuck shit up. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if it was a lower level person that did something stupid, they would just replace him. Yeah, but it's sure. Jason Mitchell. You the main character, mm-hmm. and I don't know if they even gonna have a season three now. Yeah, man. I I think that I do think that they can write around it, but I think oh, yeah. that the girl wanted off the show also. Oh my god! Because they were, I guess they weren't doing anything about it, so I think she wanted to be off the show. So yeah, that there are the you know I think <clears throat> for me personally, I like some of the other characters, right? Um, just as much as him. It's just that he was such a a huge part of the show that you know it's it it don't. Unless the writers come up with some amazing way to get him out of there, um, it's going to feel forced a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a, a, a huge hole in the story. I, it's going to be a huge hole in the story. But what they could probably end up doing is, is I don't know, finding a way to send him away with his mom or something. Yeah. Some shit like that. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, we, we know the real world reason. So that's right. always going to be in the back of our minds. Right. You know, unless yeah. they do it creatively to where it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, man. I wouldn't be surprised. Sometimes people find a, find a genius way to write around shit. Yeah. Yeah, but I think when you're doing a show like that, honestly, I would be I would be so secluded. Like, I mean, or I would be, yeah, I would be, basically, I would just keep myself away from people. Like, I wouldn't be doing shit. Yeah. If I'm on, if I'm working on a show, I'm just going to be dealing with my family. Yeah. I'm not going to be out there chasing pussy. I'm not going to be on Tinder. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be on Bumble. I'm not going to be doing none of that shit. Yeah. I'm not going to be trying to fuck my coworkers. Yeah. Just so I don't fuck up opportunities for myself and other people. I think if, if Jason would have just, if he would have just kept his shit together, then man, he would have, man, he would have been the next new dude. Yeah, it takes a certain personality, though. I think yeah. even for me, like, I've done, you know, only, you know, small, like, short films and stuff. But for me, I've always kept that that professional mentality. Like, yeah. you know, there'll be guys, like, you know, I'll have a girl in a music video or whatever the case may be. And the guy, the director, somebody's like, oh, my gosh, she looks so good. She looks so good. Yeah, and for nice. me, like, I just shut that part of my brain off because I'm to. just I'm just there to work. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. But certain people, I don't I don't think that's possible for them. True. I, I just think like it's like subconsciously I tell myself things like if I'm in a position, regardless of what it is, and you see a very attractive woman, you're like, oh, my God, I, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. But what is it? What, what am I doing if I try to make a pass at her? What am I doing? Like, what am I sacrificing by trying to make a pass at her? Mm-hmm. You know, what if she has a boyfriend? What if she's married? I'm not even in the right in the right like place to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm better off not trying to do anything. Yeah, you know. And the only time I think you should 
I think it would be okay if he tried to fuck these women after the show was over. Let, let's say the, the season ends of season three. He didn't try to do nothing. And then after that whole show's over, then if he tries to get at them, that's different. Mm-hmm. Now they don't work together anymore. Mm-hmm. Then I think it's appropriate, honestly. Honestly, I think it's appropriate. You're all adults. You don't work on the same production team anymore, you know, because I've messed with chicks before after I, they stopped working at a place I worked at. Yeah. And I didn't see any. I didn't have any problems. Yeah. I think, yeah, you're you're, you're right. Um, mm-hmm. Even when I was doing the, um, when I was working as a production assistant out there in L.A., I was I was talking to my cousin, that one that got me the job, and he was a, he was the, he was a, uh, I forget his title. He was a. I don't know. I forget his title, but um, you know he was like two, two, three steps above a production assistant. Mm-hmm. So he was like, I'm gonna say a big deal, but he was, you know, he he kind of had some pull in the in the show. So um, I was just joking, but you know, there was a, a lot of attractive like dancers and stuff on the show, and I was like, yeah, man, that girl look good. I I, I would I would try to holler at her, and obviously I'm I'm. It's a little bit of joke, a little bit of seriousness, uh, <laughs> but he's like, no, don't do that, dude. And, it, you know, in my mind, I'm just like, well, you know, we're all human beings. It's, it's nothing wrong with that. But, right. you know, looking back at it, you realize how screwed up that stuff can be. Like, you right. just want when you like that's, you know, working in a, on a movie and those things, it's it's a lot different than a normal job. Like if you're all working at, at McDonald's, um, you know, you're all kind of there to do a job and. You know, you're communicating a little bit, but you're primarily communicating about like work and food and right. you know wh- whatever. So, <clears throat> Big Mac sauce. Yeah, big like you know, pass me the cheese and stuff. <laughs> but um, acting is, is, I think it's more uh, of a community than than those other like jobs in that realm. So, right. um, I guess it's harder to main, maintain that professionalism, but. Um, it's also easier in, in one aspect because you know you're you know it's just a job you know what I mean? right. the people working know that it's just a job you know that you know you gotta you're gonna get a paycheck you know at the end of the week so I don't know man it's 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 just it's just sad man yeah don't risk it the job's too big yeah don't risk it man you're gonna throw away your whole career over chasing pussy you just mm-hmm. ain't got no control you're better off having that platform taken from you because mm-hmm. there's somebody else that would do better with it anyways yeah. I think yeah, even for you know the few projects that I've worked on, I've I tried to you know like I said before maintain that professionalism, but I tried to tell people around me too that you know it's 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 not really worth it trying to no. interact whether the girl likes you or you like the girl, it's not really worth it. It's a lot of it's it's a lot of different females and males in the world. Um, and obviously, though these are the people that we're spending a lot of time with, so some, something like that is bound to happen. But like I said before, you need to put those boundaries up. Like you mentioned before, like a while back, I think when um, I think it was I don't know which episode it was, but you always talk about you you set certain boundaries when you used to work at work at your previous job where yeah you wouldn't mess with the women at your job. Nope, <clears throat> I sure wouldn't. Yeah, this is drama, bro. It is drama. Like yeah. I don't look, man. I don't look. I, I come here to do get a paycheck. Yeah, you know that's the, the the primary objective is to get a paycheck. I'm not here to get a paycheck and to get some pussy. Yeah, it's like that's just not no nah, man. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's not. I mean, it's definitely a good bonus, but it's not. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not worth losing the main thing that I came here for. It's yeah, a fucking paycheck. So there's this girl at my job now. She look cool. Um, but I uh, 
I just wouldn't even talk to her. You know what I mean? I, I just keep a, you know, strictly about like work because I, even if like, cause the kids that I work with, they're so like, they're smart so they can pick up on right. like social interactions. So yeah. even if there was any sort of like little, like, ah, maybe we're laughing too much during, you know, right. During a certain part of the the day That'd or whatever. Like, Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah, and it already—it's already just one bad kid that comes up to me like, "Dang, she look good, huh, bro?" I'm like, "Bro, don't talk to me like that." Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But in my mind, I'm like, "Yeah, I would hit her, bro." <laughs> <laughs> and these kids, these kids know what's up. They out here listening to YG and shit. Yeah, yeah, they already know it. Yeah. Tatiana's and whatnot. Yeah, they, they listen to the fucking blue face. Yeah, they know all about the pussy now, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, switching gears. Uh, uh, the graduating class from 2019 of Morehouse. Um, one of the guest speakers was a billionaire. What was his name again? Robert Smith. His name was Robert Smith. Yeah. And he decided to pay off all of the student loans. It was like $41 million or something like that. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm paying everybody student loans. And it was just a huge deal. It made the news. It went mm-hmm. viral. Yeah. And what's crazy is, is, it's like I know people personally that have uh, student loan debt, mm-hmm. and it's like they'll go to school and they'll have like a hundred and twenty thousand dollars in debt, and some people literally don't ever pay off their college debt. Like yeah. they, they could work until they retire and still have college debt, mm-hmm. and it's like God damn, that's a lot. Yeah, and this guy just came in on one of his speeches and paid everybody's shit off. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine how I would feel if somebody just knocked on your door and said, hey, um, I'm going to pay all your bills this month, every single bill? You'd be ecstatic. But imagine yeah. if they paid off a fucking student loan. Yeah. All these Now the dope thing is all these kids got to worry about is finding a job. Mm-hmm. They don't got to worry about setting up fucking payment arrangements and shit. Yeah. Because some of those things be steep, too. Hell yeah. Like a few yeah. hundred dollars a month just to, That's crazy. Just to pay up. Yeah. One thing I will say, though, is that he said... In his speech, that him and his family will um, will pay the the debt the the debts off. Just, just because a lot of people have been saying that Robert Smith is going to pay it, but he he actually said in his speech that me and my family is gonna is gonna pay it off. Yeah. Hmm. Him and his family. Yeah. But who's the billionaire? It's him, right? I don't know what he does personally, but I'm sure like it's a family business or something. So That's dope. Yeah. You got to step your game up, <clears throat> Jeff Bezos. <laughs> he, yeah, he don't even pay taxes. He ain't gonna pay nobody debt off. Yeah, he gonna he gonna end up talking to somebody's fucking. I'm about to say funeral. <laughs> <laughs> He's single now too. I don't know. You might want to watch out. Yeah, he be at that. He gonna be paying for that uh, college debt and paying for some of that college pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon Prime pussy. <laughs> 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 He'll be good. This nigga Jeff Bezos gonna be in a porno called Sally Mae. <laughs> oh heck no, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, but shout out to I think that's a that's a dope thing, man. Just that's a a little bit of a that's that's like a form of reparations that I think would genuinely work. Like Damn. If, yeah, if like a you know like black kids or whoever can go to college for free. Pretty much like damn. to legit colleges. I think that would be dope. Oh damn, that'd be. Oh man, that would be. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, a free education. 
Oh my God. To Morehouse. Morehouse is really expensive. Oh yes, it is. Morehouse, yeah. Stanford, no matter mm-hmm. where you go. Mm-hmm. If they offered if they offered these for free, mm-hmm. that would be a good I'd be if you talk about reparations, it don't gotta be a paycheck. Mm-hmm. You get this if you get this shit for free, you go to like Stanford or Harvard or whatever law school and it's all free. Yeah. Oh man. People can't say anything about it though, because it was literally hundreds of years of fucking free labor. Yeah, exactly. So it would be, it would be that'd be pretty dope. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> hopefully I get something. You know, give me a fucking sandwich or something. <laughs> I would probably go back to school. Really? Yeah. To get double major or what? No. Well, it wouldn't be a double major. It would just be a master's. A master's? Yeah. I wouldn't go back. Yeah. <laughs> I actually like school. I'd be thinking about. I'd be thinking about that sometimes. Like, man, I wish I was in school right now. Fuck homework, man. Yeah. I hate homework. Mm-hmm. I, that's one thing. I think whenever I, I applied myself as a student, I, I mean, I did okay, but it's just the whole, like, I would have to give so much effort that it, I know that if I would have, now it might be different because I'm older, so I'd be a lot more focused. But when I was going to Bakersfield College back in the day, um, I was just doing things I had no business doing. Mm-hmm. I was, like, partying a lot and chasing pussy all the time. So homework was always second. Yeah, I think if you found, yeah, obviously you're older now. I think also if you found, um, like if you got a communications degree at a really good school to where, you know, you were part of your homework assignments is like working at the radio station and oh, you know, broadcasting. Easy. Yeah. So, you know, just finding stuff that you like. I think that I think that is the easiest way for students to be successful is to like 90 percent of the people that were doing animation and stuff or film that I've seen, like they genuinely like working on projects. Obviously the workload got overwhelming sometimes, but for the most part, everyone seemed happy. And then you would walk by like the engineering building and these people would be stressing and hair would be falling out. Yeah, and man. Like, Dang, Can you give me a radio <laughs> job right now, man. I'm taking over the airwaves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's real. <laughs> but it's, it's this radio is too PC, man. I wouldn't be able to say the shit I really want to say. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, hey, "How's everybody doing? This is one hundred five point some some the beat. How's everybody doing today? Anybody getting some of that pussy juice tonight?" <laughs> he some, had a serious radio. He got some special requests. <laughs> he could get on uh, Shade Forty Five. It's a request from Robert. Uh, pee on you by R. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's pretty dope though, man. I, um, I'm I'm happy for all those young graduates. Mm-hmm. They can now go into their careers or their uh their their desired careers and and yeah. and make some money without worrying about paying for it. Yeah, they better not fuck this squander this opportunity off. I don't think so. I don't These think they will. They more came house this graduates. Far. Yeah, it came this far, mm-hmm. but they they'll be known as the first class that got the education paid for. Mm-hmm. That's dope. Yeah, All right. good for them, man. Switching gears. Um, women with a higher purpose or dating women with a higher purpose. Um, me and Keith are talking about this. I think that that would be the type of woman that I would need to settle down with is a woman with a higher purpose. Like me, I'm a truck driver, but. On the weekend, I'm a comedian and fucking podcaster. Mm-hmm. So I may do a job, but my passion lies in what I'm doing now. So, for example, I would love to be in a relationship with a woman who she has a job or career, but she also likes, you know, being an actress or 
um, she's an artist of some sort or yeah. if she has a higher purpose in life, I think that me and her will be more likely to connect because she'll understand she'll understand where I'm trying to go in life and more likely she'll be supportive of what I'm doing and I'll be supportive of her. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying that I can't date a woman that doesn't, you know, have this, you know, this artistic element about her, but I just think that I would understand her. She would understand me more, but I just couldn't be with a chick that doesn't have anything she's passionate about. Mm -hmm. Like some women, all they're passionate about is eating hot Cheetos and drinking on the weekends. And it's like, no, I can't do that. Yeah. Okay. You can keep your hot Cheetos. Okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I just, just women with more substance and a higher, and like a higher purpose in life mm -hmm. tend to draw me in more than just the chick that's, you know, posting selfies of her pretty face and body. Mm -hmm. Like what, what, what else, like what other elements are there to your life besides trying to impress people with looks or, trying to be cool like it, i think that's one of the main reasons why it's hard for me to be in relationships because a lot of women just like they don't have enough enough depth to their yeah. character for me to really be drawn to them yeah she's shallow with the pussy she's shallow <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's real. I think that for me, it's always like I'm always intrigued by people that are doing something or that are like aspiring to do something like even like and also growth. I'm 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 really intrigued by someone that's trying to grow, whether they're trying to get their teaching credential or they're trying to start their own business or they're, you know, they're in school at the moment. But there are people, even people that have, like, good jobs. Right. Like, there's, there's like, women that I know that may, um, I don't, like, a, like maybe, like, a nursing assistant. But that's, but they've already capped out their their growth or right. where they want to go in life. Like, they're, they're satisfied with that. They're satisfied with, you know, working there, having a, you know, a solid job, living in a, you know, a two-bedroom apartment and, you know, just living a, living a, uh, a really good life, which is fine for most people. But for me, <clears throat> it's not about what she's actually doing. It's just about her goals and her aspirations. Right. So I just don't really see any future in like there's there's nowhere we can go with that. Like I would I feel like I would be doing most of the inspiration. Like, hey, maybe you should, right. you know, try to be, a, you know, a registered nurse or maybe you should try going back to school. And But, you know, maybe they they don't want that. And then that's a whole argument in itself. Right. So I feel like <clears throat> I've just been around too many people in my life that don't have any real goals or right. they have goals or they have goals, but they're actually just dreams. Right. You know, they're, they're just throwing around or kicking around ideas about stuff they want to do, but there's no real. There's no work behind it. Yeah. There's no real work behind it. So for me, like I, I just can't see myself with a person that, that's like, that's, that's a huge part of me wanting to be with a person. Right. And it, like, I, I like, I like a woman that's pushing the boundaries of her own life. Yeah. Like, you know, she's, you know, was working at this job for four or five years and she's like, you know what? I'm going to get my severance package. I'm going to get this. I'm going to leave and I'm going to quit and I'm going to, 
uh, pursue a career in this because this is what I want to do, mm-hmm. and I've never done it, but I'm going to give it a try. Man, I would be so excited for like to be in a relationship with a woman that really wanted to go for it all because mm-hmm. I've done that before. Yeah. You know, putting everything on the line and not having a plan B. Mm-hmm. Like people say, having a plan B is important, but sometimes not having a plan B is the most important thing because plan A is the only objective. Yeah. And and I'm not saying that for every situation, but there's sometimes where you need to push yourself. You need to push the boundaries of your life mm-hmm. and you can't just sit back and always want plan B because plan B is what everybody else is already doing. Yeah. You know, in order for you to actually attain a different level of success, you cannot just be like, oh, I'm too, I'm too afraid. Yeah. Like, I, I, li- I like people that take risk. Yeah. It's you know? that, that, that story. I wish I knew it better than I do, but it was, it was these people and they were going to war and they rode in on ships. And, um, I guess the captain was like, burn up all the ships. Like once we hop off, we're burning up all the ships because it, it gave them, cause they didn't, they didn't have a chance to retreat. You oh, know, if you, fuck. if you had that, that, that ability to retreat in the back of your mind, you'd be like, okay, like maybe I don't have to that go as hard. War? Yeah. I'd have been like, fuck this nigga. I ain't <laughs> but you know, basically they won, they won the war. And you know, part of that was because it's like, yo, we don't, we either going to live and, you know, kill these people off on the land or, you know, we don't really have an option after that. That's, you know, that's the only plan we have. Damn, so. that's one hell of a story. Yeah. I wish I knew it better. I'm sure there's, you know, one of the listeners that listeners have probably heard that story before. Imagine but. somebody going into a buffet like, well, you get out the car, leave the keys in there. <laughs> <laughs> dying this motherfucker. <laughs> We're going to die in our hometown buffet. High blood pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking diabetes in this motherfucker. That was funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dang. That's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, man, that's, uh, like we said, it's, I think, I think everyone should do that, though. I know people that are really old now. You know what I mean? They, but but what happened was, and then their relationship was on the rocks because they chose to be with a person that didn't have any goals or aspirations. Yeah, yeah. They they not. they f- fell in love with the person that. Um, didn't have you know at the time i think everyone you know when you meet these people at the time they they're probably doing something they may be working at foot locker or you know working at a yeah. car wash or whatever um but they don't really have a growth mindset so it comes a point in life where you know you're trying to grow you know your your mind is um i guess on another level and then that person is still stuck right doing you know whatever right. they're they're on a treadmill Bruh, I want a woman that makes me want to step my game up. Yeah. I know Nipsey was talking about that with Lauren London, saying that she was a businesswoman. Like, she was out there grinding, doing her thing out as an actress. And, you know, I think she, like, produced and wrote or whatever she did as Mm -hmm. well. But he's like, he said, but you got a woman that's bringing home a check like that. He's like, that's going to make you step your game up. Mm -hmm. And and that's awesome. Like, being with someone that inspires you. Mm -hmm. Like, can you imagine, like, you know, every other couple years your wife is like, I got that promotion I wanted. Oh, now I'm running this new facility now. Mm-hmm. I, I, as a man, I'm like, shit, I got to step my game up. Yeah. Not because I feel emasculated by my wife, uh-huh. but because I feel inspired. Like, yo, she doing this? Let me let me step my game up. 
Yeah. I don't like being around somebody just doing the same shit over and over and over. That's that's incredibly unattractive. Mm-hmm. That's why I kind of like, you know, it's, it makes me sound bad. Like, I'm, I swear to God, I'm not a womanizer, but that's why I kind of like I have a view of not of women as a whole, but most women, just like how most women may view most men. Mm-hmm. You kind of like, man, like they don't really, they really don't give me nothing to really work with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm just like, man, come take this dick. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. It sounds shallow, but that's true. It's like in your mind, you know that, you know, you want a person like that. So, you know, you're not going to settle for a person right. that's not, you know, that doesn't have that, that growth, uh, that growth mindset or a person that's right. not bringing home the bacon, I guess. Look, look, until then, look, if y'all can make a mean sandwich, then I'm cool with that. Just get in that kitchen and make me a goddamn sandwich. <laughs> no, I keep fingers do not co-sign that statement. <laughs> I'm fucking around. Have a sense of humor, okay? God damn it. If you don't have a, like I said before, if you do not have a sense of humor, do not. Just turn the goddamn podcast off. <laughs> fucking fools. All right, switching gears. Um... Snitching versus being morally responsible. I noticed, especially, I'll just speak for the black community. There's a, there's like a stigma, like a bad one against like snitching and oh, don't be snitching this and that. Snitches but, get stitches. Snitches get stitches and yeah. all of this shit, right? But here's the thing. I think that the such thing as being morally responsible versus snitching. I think that if you're, let's say you're a gang member, right, and you're doing some gang shit, and then another gang member gets in trouble and you tell on him, that's snitching to me. Yeah, that's like being a real snitch. But if you see an old lady getting her her perch her purse snatched by somebody, and they ran down the street headed north, and you tell the police, "Hey, I seen that person snatch her purse," that's not snitching. That's being morally responsible. Yeah, like I I'll, I'll be completely honest. As a truck driver, I've called CHP on two different truck drivers. They were driving and swerving on the road. Either they were sleepy, I would blow my air horn to try to tell them to pull over, or they was doing something incredibly dangerous. And I felt like I would feel morally responsible if an innocent family ended up dead because I let this fucker get away. So I call CHP. I give them the company name. I tell them how fast they was going. Mm-hmm. Tell them they were swerving. I've done it on two different occasions. I've also called the police on the drunk driver before. Yeah. And I never would have done this shit. Never. Yeah. You know, and I, I and, and this is how I know that the whole stigma of snitching is real. I told my own, my, my, my pops, and he said, hey, you got to be careful with that. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, you just need to be careful, son. And I was like, be careful about what? Yeah. Like being morally responsible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and he was like, I get what you're saying. I understand. But I'm just thinking like, look, I don't feel right if I let this motherfucker get away and they kill somebody. They kill an innocent family. They kill a little kid. That's how the story usually ends up. Like a little kid gets hit and flies out the car because some drunk asshole killed him and hit him. Yeah. I wouldn't feel right if I get on the news, if I see a red truck going 90 miles an hour in a 40, and I don't call the fucking police on this guy, and then I watch the news the next morning, and a five-year-old girl ends up dead because I didn't say nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen it many times. I've seen wild shit and I never said nothing. But now I'm getting to the point where I'm like, hold on, man. I can't let this shit ride. Yeah, that's like the Spider-Man origin story. Mm -hmm. You know, when he the the thief runs by him 
uh, after the stealing that bag, and then eventually that guy goes and kills his uncle. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, for the rest of his life, he has to regret the fact that he didn't stop that thief. Um, but, yeah, you're right, man. I think that the... I think that this idea is so played out, man. Right. Like we live in it. The, 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 the thing that was interesting to me was how the information got out about Nipsey Hussle's killer. Right. Because generally, you know, we have this idea of no snitching. So, you know, that that murder could have went unsolved if people in the community didn't cooperate in the the police officers that were talking at the press conference even mentioned that they were saying like, you know, this we we owe it to the community for you know all of them coming forth with information you know to help help them find uh eric holder but um but yeah you're right i think you know even for me i've you know been in situations like that i remember there was there was um this couple arguing next door and they were just yelling at each other and the guy was you know he's yelling at the girl and stuff kept dropping and it was just really loud over there so we ended up calling the police on them and then the police eventually went over there Mm -hmm. and then that you know they couldn't do much just because you know their hands are tied in in those kind of situations but you know they showed up and they made their presence felt you know they they i don't know if they i don't think they went inside or any, anything but they talked to they talked to them and then eventually um they calmed down a little bit after the the police left they were arguing a little bit more but they calmed down but just you know just morally it would have been uh it would have been bad if the girl would have you know walked out all beat up or you know you know you, yeah. you never know what could happen in those sort of situations so yeah you just gotta i don't know man you kind of you just kind of got like a, I don't know if it's if you're maturing, you get older, whatever, but I've seen some wild shit in the past. I never said nothing. Mm-hmm. I've seen motherfuckers about to run people over, and I'm like, damn, and I just don't say nothing. Mm-hmm. I've seen people running into the center divider and swerving, going in and out of lanes, almost hitting people. Never said shit. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, I don't know, you just get older, and you feel a certain sense of responsibility because mm-hmm. you, you tend to care more about people that you don't even know. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yo, like I can't let this shit ride, man. I gotta say something. Yeah. You know, I'm my thing is I don't I don't go overboard though. Like, I'm not gonna follow a drunk driver to get their information. Like I'll tell them like, you know, what the description of the car is or something if I have to call. But I've only called literally three times in my whole life. Yeah. Which which means, you know, I've seen wild shit and still haven't said nothing. But sometimes when it's really on my heart, I just gotta say something. And I, I encourage anyone listening to this shit that you are not a snitch. If you see some shit that is not good in your area or something that is threatening people or yourself or may mm-hmm. cause cause harm, call the police. Call the fucking CHP. Say something. Yeah. You know, if somebody might do harm to your family and you know the party involved, you know, let your family know, hey, I heard this person saying this. Mm-hmm. Just like stop, shut, stop acting like you being a snitch by, you know, there's a, a clear indication between you know, being a snitch and being morally responsible. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion on that. Yeah. I think a lot of us also have this mentality that we can solve a lot of these things on our own. Right. Like, you know, I'm going to handle it. Don't worry about, you know, I ain't got to contact the police or nothing like that. But I mean, we pay them for a reason. So, right. You know. Public servants. Yeah. Pu- servants of us. Yeah. Now, you talked about uh, P- uh, uh, Peter Parker earlier. 
uh, Spider-Man letting mm-hmm. the, the thief run away and he ended up killing his uncle. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel like if I see some thick chick walking down the street, she got a big old booty. <laughs> I'm like, damn, I should have tried to stop her and get a number. <laughs> and then you find out one of your homies smashed. You're like, fuck. She's like, your uncle died. Oh, no. <laughs> I should have stopped that booty, man. God damn. That's funny. All right, man. Uh, moving forward. Uh, you know what you signed up for. You know what you signed up for. And what I mean by that is, is like we we get in situations, and we we tend to like avoid the you know the origin of it. Like let's say for example, the chick gets with some dude, right? And the guy's got three baby mamas when she met him. You know he don't really take care of his kids like he should, but she still talks to him, and she mm-hmm. ends up getting pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then as time goes by, she's like, he's a deadbeat. He don't pay child support. He ain't shit. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what the fuck you signed up for. Yeah. You know what you signed up for. Why are you acting surprised? Yeah. You know, why would you even put yourself in this position? You knew what the fuck you was doing. Mm-hmm. Same thing with these dudes. Dudes hook up with a chick from Instagram. They get a two million likes on every photo. She's getting attention from all these guys. You're getting jealous about it. You're telling her, why are these guys hitting on you? You knew what the fuck you was getting in for. You knew what you signed up for. Mm-hmm. So don't act stupid and don't act surprised. Mm-hmm. That's just, and I think that we do this in so many other situations beyond the ones I just mentioned. Yeah. We do this with jobs. When you filled out that goddamn application, you knew how much money you was going to make. And then mm-hmm. you start working at the job and say, man, I ain't getting paid shit. Motherfucker, you knew before you got the mm-hmm. job that you were going to get paid $2 an hour, okay? <laughs> yeah. And bubble gum, bubble gum was your commission. Like, you knew <laughs> what the fuck you were going to get paid. Yeah. You can't complain about something that you knew about because you signed up for it, man. Mm-hmm. That's real. I think that, yeah, de- definitely in, in, in relationships and jobs, I think that's where I, I see this the most often. Like, you got people complaining about their significant other and knowing the circumstances in which you met them. Right. Like you met them while they were cheating on their boyfriend right. or girlfriend or you met them, you know, in a club or you met them, you know, in in any sort of capacity that won't allow for a real fruit fruitful relationship or a relationship that's built on something outside of a physical attraction. So, you know, that's like, what can you expect out of those things? You know what I mean? Like, exactly. like say, you know what you sign up for in those situations. And then the jobs, the jobs is a big one too. I think, um, a lot of times, you know, you, you like you said, you sign up for these jobs. Um, and generally the lower, the lower, the salary of a job, the more nonsense you're going to have to put up with right. as far as like, you know, like, like, um, who I forget who I was talking. I was maybe talking to one of the, the kids at my, at my job and he wants to work at Starbucks or something like that. Right. And I'm like, bruh, like, <laughs> first of all, that's kind of, that sounds kind of crazy. Like you're really smart. You shouldn't, you should have higher goals than that. He's a kid though. Yeah. yeah. And then also I'd be like, bruh, sometimes you'll be at Starbucks and because you forgot to add whipped cream to someone's order, they're going to come in and yell at you. Yeah, he's coming to shoot you. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> you didn't fix my fucking caramel frappe right. <laughs> yeah. 
And I'm just like, yo, like that's the, you know, I guess the kind of nonsense that you got to deal with or you have to expect when you sign up for a job like that. So knowing that, I think that, you know, that's why we always talk about entrepreneurship here to where, you know, hopefully with, you know, the different ventures that we're, we're, we're developing and we're pushing towards, we won't have to be in those sort of, uh, so those sort of circumstances. Cause it's just like, it's just nonsense. But, but like you said, you also know what you sign up for. I feel like every time when I got, you know, any sort of job, um, there's, there's a sort of, like there, there's an aspect where you know what you signed up for, and then I feel like it's the person hire person hiring you's job to lie to you, or like bend the truth a little bit. Right. Because every job I've worked at, I was like, oh, this seems like cool. Like this seems pretty cool. Like I'll be getting paid, you know, however however much money, and you know, they're like, yeah, we have fun here, and and you know, they're almost selling you a dream. Oh my god. And then when you get there, you're like, oh, this is cool for the first, you know, hour of work. And then all of a sudden, like, all the stuff starts crumbling down. Like, <laughs> like the true colors of all the employees show, the, the gossiping, the, the drama, the people talking behind your yeah. back, all this, all this nonsense. You're like, like, oh, you got some random dude walks up to you like, she ain't fucking nobody here yet. <laughs> always that dude at your yeah. job that wants to know like so you fucking anybody here yet yeah it's especially like, when you're like when I was bouncing people would ask people would always mention that well oh like the club goers mm-hmm. no no like the your your coworkers. oh yeah yeah it, man that's the working or bouncing at a club that literally that's the worst that is a cesspool for disease man mm-hmm. These, it, man, I'm telling you, if you knew how many people have fucking HIV and fucking gonorrhea and shit, and you was in a club, like, let's say, for example, when they got in a club that they whole body turned red, mm-hmm. and you see a bunch of red people on a dance floor, you'd be like, ugh, mm-hmm. stay away from that girl, she got syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> Sally with the syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> Sally with the syphilis, try to get with this. <laughs> <laughs> oh dang. Oh man. Oh, it'd be like Brenda with the A's trying to get paid. <laughs> Gracie with the gonorrhea on a monopia. know what you signed up for dude so i I just think i just think you need to remember this whenever you start to complain like i've been in this position and when i started to tell myself this like you know what you signed up for man yeah what are you you doing Mm -hmm. you sound stupid yeah i I started i started having these disagreements with myself like i'll be like this is this this is that and i'll be like wait wait a minute dude you know what when you sign this application you know what the fuck you got into man Mm -hmm. so if you don't like it then keep it moving but don't yeah. and and you don't want to be that guy that's complaining out into the world because now you really fucked up. Yeah, because now you look stupid. Yeah, I think for me when at my job currently, I I 
there was a stint where I was like really going through it. Like, man, I'm so tired of these kids and stuff like that. Then you have to realize like each day is its own day. So, you know, like when I got back from my trip, I missed a day and then the students were like, yo, like, you know, where, where were you yesterday? I didn't, I didn't see you yesterday. And uh, some of them were like, oh, we missed you and stuff like that. He was like, dang, man, I'm like literally complaining to Eddie about these kids. And then, you know, of course they get on my nerves sometimes, but, you know, and then they kind of welcome you back. Like that was a time, like the, the Friday before I left to Indiana, I was, I had to get my water pump changed and they took like four they took like four or five hours to do it. Oh shit! And um, I was super late to work, and I I thought I was only going to be a few minutes late, but every time I kept asking them, it was like ten minutes or like fifteen minutes or something. And the time kept going and going. So eventually, like I just caught an Uber to work, and I was like an hour and a half late. <clears throat> and then when I when I walked in, I felt like like. I was at a like a J. Cole concert and he brought out Kendrick Lamar or something. And it was like, Mr. Keys, Mr. Key, what? what? I was like, what the heck is going on? I low-key felt like a celebrity. I think the other staff members were probably jealous, but I was like Yeah. Oh dang! Hey, that'd be crazy. Like before you left that job, you just started wilding out. <laughs> you show up for your last day. One of the kids would be like, "Keith, Mr. Keith, did you fuck my mom?" <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's one girl's mom. She's so bad. Oh man! Oh my god! I'd be looking at her like, dang. I think she got a boyfriend though. But, oh, the mom. Know, yeah, she like she Cambodian. I'd be like, oh my god, yeah, she look good. Cambodian. She like dark skin. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. She always dressed up too, like. She'd be pulling up in her little Mercedes, and then she'll hop out with her heels on, and like, she, like she's always well put together. Like oh some parents come and they got like regular pants on and a shirt, or yeah, sweater, or some some joggers on or something like that. But this mom, she always got heels on. She always got her makeup done. And oh man, she got to walk too. Like you know where you hear that? She, got, you she hear, got that. She got that good pussy walk. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I want to tell the daughter, like, hey, yo, like, slide your mom my number or something. <laughs> Mike Epps says something like that on the stand up. He's like, she got that good pussy walk. <laughs> and then he start walking. Oh, shit, me dying. Oh, man. That's funny, bro. Yeah, man. Cambodians, man, you sleeping on them Asians. Like, yeah. Filipinos and Cambodians. Oh, my God. Probably two of the, like, most sexy Asians. Mm-hmm. They're like, like, I don't know what they consider. Do you consider like Asian or Pacific Islander? Who Cambodians? Yeah, yeah. I think they're Asian. I think some of those some of those um, Asian countries are in Europe, though. I think. Oh man! Oh no, no. That's the opposite. Like you would like India. You would think like Middle Eastern, but I think Asian. it's in Asia. Asian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is interesting because I was talking to my friend from Ghana. He was talking about. Um, I forgot what he called. I forgot what, how he described him, but um, he'd be like, "You, you, you think Asia is just mm-hmm. like you know the nah, I want not to be racist, like, like the people that look a certain way with right. like you know certain facial structure yeah, or whatever." Right. Pan Express, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, every rapper always has that line. Every. <laughs> 
about every rapper got that line like eyes low like I'm Asian. Uh, <laughs> even, and I'll be listening to it like, oh that's oh man, that was racist as a motherfucker. <laughs> oh my god. That's crazy. I'm sorry, man. Go ahead. You talk about yeah. what, East Asia? Yeah, yeah. That was pretty much it. But it just when you when you're you know, I guess, you know, Asia is a uh, a huge continent, but when you think about it, you just be like you you would consider Asians to be like, you know, Chinese, right. Cambodian, all mm-hmm. these people. Um, but you know, it's actually like Indians and a bunch of other countries that exactly. fall under that umbrella. <clears throat> exactly. It's like uh I think Laos or Loatia is another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, La- yeah, Loatian. Mm-hmm. People from Laos kind of look almost slight like almost Cambodian. Mm-hmm. Like in between like Cambodian and Philippine Filipinos. Yeah. Yeah, so many cultures, but if somebody <laughs> you tell somebody from this country, they'd be like, "So are you Japanese or Chinese?" They, they don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's only, only two of them. It's only two Asians. Out here. <laughs> it's like, dude, you know how many different Asian people exist in this country? Yeah. It's like so, uh, and it, some people don't even realize how ignorant they are. They'll be like, "So, like, do you guys like eat egg rolls?" Or- <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that was um, that's this this kid. His name, I'm not even going to say his name, but he got to be like, he's a nice kid, but yeah. his, the the way his parents are like raising him is like off. Why is that? Because like he just be saying that most outlandish stuff, like the Cambodian girl, uh-huh. she was sitting there and the kid just like super casual is like just walking by like, la da 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 da. Why do Asians eat cats? <laughs> And she, the little Cambodian girl, got she got she got she got kind of mad. She, I was like, "Bro, don't say that. Don't like, don't ever say that again." Yeah, don't and say that. I was like, "Man, what's going on? I, like, what's wrong with this kid?" I've heard some shit like they be like, "Why do black people eat fried chicken every day?" <laughs> I'm like, "Nigga, do you know we're only 13 percent of this country? But if we ate fried chicken every day, we'd be two percent of this fucking country." <laughs> I don't see no niggas at KFC. Nah, black people don't even eat KFC. They eat Popeyes. <laughs> and we can't eat that shit every day. Because it's expensive and it's, it'll kill you. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've heard some shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I hear the same lame jokes. Like, you'll hear the same fried chicken and watermelon jokes. And it's like, <clears> okay, <throat> bro. Like, <clears throat> we get it. So I could only imagine how she felt about the whole cat thing. That's yeah. That's got to be fucked I think up. she said Chinese. But either way, it's like, you know, that affects you. You know, that affects you. So, this is wild, man. Yeah, black kids are the worst at making fun of people, though. Black kids will roast you worse than anybody. They, black kids will roast you so bad, you won't even want to go to school. <laughs> Mom, I'm sick. <laughs> sick of getting roasted. Because you got that bowl cut. <laughs> Get your ass in the car and go to school. <laughs> but, Mom, my hair is like, I don't care. I'm not paying for that. <laughs> Get in the car and take your ass to school right now. <laughs> That's one thing that I can appreciate about like the school that I work at. Yeah, is there are I think the way that they they're more accepting I think than a lot of other schools that I've seen. Like oh, wow. you know, there's the like the cool you can be cool and poor. You know what I mean? Like you can be <laughs> you can be weird and like kind of quirky and still get along with like some of the other kids. It's, so like, cool. hey, it's a real like melting pot there. They will, I guess they will roast you sometimes, but for the most part, like 
you'd be straight. <clears throat> yeah, you could be cool and poor. I remember back in the day because my thing, I grew up kind of poor. I'm, I ain't gonna stunt. So, mm-hmm. I, but I always had what I needed, even though I didn't grow up with a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew some kids that in the middle of the wintertime, they would be going to school with no jacket and some shorts and a t-shirt on. Yeah. And I'd just be like, fuck. How much money you got? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> How much money you got? A little bit. <laughs> what kind of car you drive? I don't got one. shit no more we might as well wrap it up all right man if you've been listening to this podcast you made it all the way to the end on episode 61 thank you to all of our listeners we've made it to over six thousand listens Mm -hmm. that means people have listened to this podcast over six thousand times how did you do it that's so dope man that's that's amazing man we appreciate all the listeners yeah we got we put out a good amount of content we get it but for Christ's sake, man, that's that's a lot of listens, man. Yeah, so and I just want to say, um, in eight more episodes, will be episode sixty nine, and special. we'll have a, a a very famous porn star on the podcast. I want to get like a stripper on here. That'd be dope. Like a really like I know I know a few strippers that are really smart, got college degrees. Mm-hmm. I just want to. You know who to I really them. want? That teacher from Frontier. Oh my God, that'd be lit. She might just the one that did the porn. Yeah, she might just stop the podcast, start sucking dick. <laughs> we black too, so that might be crazy. Eddie would just be both hitting their taxi. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, you know, be tripping me out about that. Like what? sometimes, I was talking to one of my friends from school. Uh, we were having breakfast. And she was saying, she was saying that. Um, well, I was telling her about the story because she's yeah. she she lives in L.A. Um, she kind of grew up in like New Mexico and L.A. Yeah. And uh, I was telling her about it, and the like she she like she was extremely casual about it. Like I thought she would be more like, um, I would say like a like she didn't. Really, I thought she would be more like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. But she was like. She was like, why is that even, like, a big deal? And it kind of threw me off a little bit. Right. So it almost led me to believe she might have, like, a freaky side to her. Who was this? <clears throat> Some girl that I went to New Mexico State with. Oh, a lot of girls is freaks, man. They just take the right dude to bring it out of them. Yeah, but just the way she was so <laughs> casual about the, the, the teacher. Because I was just like, yeah, she got fired um, basically for having, you know, she yeah. did porno. Well, she didn't get fired, but I was telling her the story. Yeah. Um, and she was like, what? Why is that even, like, a big deal? Like, why? That's not even anyone's business. And I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, right? Like, I drew a whole conclusion that probably was not even in her mind. But I was right. like, yeah, this girl's nasty. Yeah, she's a freak. <laughs> Some girls, you're to freak out of them. You ain't even try. <laughs> text them good morning. It's like, say, so you want to put a finger in my ass? <laughs> <laughs> I what? Wait a minute. Yeah. Send me peach emojis. I just said good morning. Yeah. That's funny. Oh, man. All right, man. Moving on. She uh, might have some videos out there. She probably do. She probably got some sex videos. Yeah. All right, man. If you've been listening to this whole podcast, we appreciate you. Yeah. And once again, thank you for giving us those 6,000 listens. We will continue to pump out this content every week. Pump, pump, pump. Yeah. You've been listening to Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fings. Peace. Peace.